Hey guys, welcome back to the Ice Project. Got a special guest in the podcast building today. First time on the podcast, uh, Nat Taxi. If you guys do or don't know, I actually run a, a digital marketing agency. It's called Dice Digital. You probably heard me talk about it a little bit, but I've got the lady in here who actually runs it. So do you want to give yourself a bit of an intro and who you are, where you come from and how you got into running Dice? Yeah. Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm the business director at Dice Digital. I joined the team in August 2021, but been in the advertising industry for about 15 years now. Mm. Um, I kind of got started really just creating content for websites. That was my intro into the space um, and then moved through different agencies, working for Microsoft, um, but then really wanted to do something where I had a bit more purpose and that's where I joined the team at Dice. I just want to give you your flowers. Thanks for jumping on board. You've actually grown us and made us a really good company and a company on the rise. So you're doing a great job and I just want to give you a shout out right now. Oh, thank you. All right. All right. So today we're going to be talking about common mistakes within um, sort of the marketing landscape from an agency perspective and also a business perspective. And a lot of the times people think that when you go into an when you start doing paid socials or Facebook advertising, that it just sort of solves everything straight away. So what's some of the common problems you see with clients coming in? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, we talk to a lot of potential customers or business owners and they're struggling with their business and they think that if I just switch on Facebook ads, it's going to solve all of those problems. And we find those are the businesses that really struggle when it comes to advertising. We should look at as ad look at advertising as an extension of what you're already doing in your business and it complements all of those things. So how are you nurturing your community outside of advertising? What what energy are you putting into your business? Do you understand your metrics? There's a lot that goes into building a successful business and advertising complements those things. It's not going to fix any of those problems. It kind of amplifies it, if anything. Yeah, for sure. And what she's sort of talking about there is like a lot of people will go, all right, here's some money. Let's go put some advertising behind it. But what marketing actually does is drive people towards your website a lot quicker. And if you don't have stock in place yeah. or um, your socials aren't, as good as they should be, it actually could be more damaging to your business, can it? Yeah. And look, like there's no replacement for a good product or a good experience. Like if the product isn't any good or if, you know, when people come in, say if you have a restaurant, if people coming into your restaurant and it's not a good experience or the food tastes shit, like you can't <laughs> just market that and it's going to solve those things. So really starting with a good product, a great experience for your customers and then expanding from there. All right, so I'm a startup company. I come to you. I'm not doing too much sales. What's some advice you can give me around socials and Instagrams? Um, do, do you want us to be everywhere? Do you want us to focus on a single platform straight away? What are you, what are you seeing in the market that's working for new startups? I think the first thing you need to do as a startup is understand your business and your the position of your business within the market. So it's called market orientation. So really know who are you trying to target? What's your position in the market? What are competitors doing? What's your unique selling point? What are you coming in and what problem are you solving? Really understanding that first, because that's going to direct everything that you do, not just as a business, but then also your marketing and your advertising. Um, what we're finding in the industry is that people's attention is more divided than ever, thanks to TikTok. Um, <laughs> and so people have shorter attention spans and the market's really saturated. So this means that not only do you have to get to the point quicker when it comes to your content, but showing up on more places, which can seem daunting, but that doesn't mean that you have to spend a shitload on ads. 
it means you can for free create content and post across all of these platforms and get yourself out there. Um, I don't know if you do this, but I'm someone where I'll be on TikTok, I'll see an ad and then kind of skip past it and go on Instagram and I might click through to the website, add a couple of things to cart, then I close it down and then I see it on Facebook. It's I have to see something maybe 10 times now to, before I purchase and that's changed in market too. So it's really about a sh- showing up on more places than just trying to do one thing. Mm. Is there any platforms that are standing out the most with organic right now or – yeah, I mean, it's different for every brand depending on what your de- like target demographic is. I think YouTube Shorts has really slept on. Um, it's a really great platform. It's a lot shorter form content than other platforms. It's a minute. Um, but I think the algorithm's really great. Like Google has a lot of logged in data. Um, and so I think that the algorithm's quite good. A lot of creators are jumping on it. Um, and so I think that one is a great one for business owners also, just politically, we don't know the future of TikTok. So it's a great way to protect your brand if TikTok ever leaves the market for whatever reason. Um, but I do think that there's no, again, silver bullet platform. I think it's really about starting and just getting out there, um, not holding yourself back thinking that it has to be perfect. And like I do this with Dice. Like I mm. will watch a video over and over again and think, Fuck, is this good enough to actually post? But it's more about numbers than it is about perfection. And the more you post, the more data you get back. So then you know, okay, my audience resonates with this, so I should post more of this. And that's a really great point you brought up. And as a creative, like you want to place everything on perfection. Mm. But a lot of the time, the best content is just like you in front of a green screen that you can use in app or um, just like you sitting in front of a camera and talking. Like I, People think that social content always has to be perfect, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what is working the best at the moment is that really authentic content, like iPhone quality. Me crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You should have put some ads behind that, that video. It would have been all right. <laughs> we'll chop it up. We'll do it. We'll put it in the account. Um, it's that really authentic, off the cuff, just spit your thoughts and not overly edited. Captions are huge. Definitely put captions on all your videos. Um but that is the stuff that's working really well because people want real, like that authenticity piece and building a genuine community, which is something that I think YK, YKTR has done really well from the beginning. Um, but that is what people are resonating with right now. Mm. So trying to aim for perfection is going to put you on the back foot anyway because that's not what people want. It's too slow too, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> my attention like span is so slow now. Why do you, why do you, do you think the market's just become conditioned to well-polished ads? Like you say 2013, 14, an influencer could jump on Instagram and go, hey, go buy this. And like, we wouldn't perceive it as an ad, but because like the maturity of, of social media and, and it's um, user demographic that we just know when we're being sold to, is that? Yeah, I think people are more switched on, um, but also more people have a voice now. So before it was the brands that controlled the narrative and media, like big media chains that controlled the narrative, whereas more people have a voice, like it's the consumer's market really. Um, and so that no bullshit uh, format works really well. And yeah. that's what people want. It kind of feeds into that authenticity. But because there's so much of that authentic content out there, the, the big brands actually don't do well on those platforms unless they've bought into the plot. Like, have you seen Telstra on TikTok? No. Or like um, Ryanair, Duolingo. Like they, some of the out of pocket shit that they say on their TikToks, like it's crazy. They like, they just 
do the platform so well. They, yeah. They've tailored it like a big corporation like Telstra where everything on every other channel might be polished, but they use that channel really well because they know that's what the audience oh, wants so, to see. So Telstra's TikTok's really good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I cool. love it. Um, there are a few brands actually that do it really well and it's the thing of like it, they've got a social media manager that's posting and they might say something like, you know, my manager's asking me for a TikTok to go viral this week. Please blow this up so I don't get fired. Like it's just – Cheeky stuff that yeah. suits the platform and it's helping the underdog and the person that's just hustling and grinding to do well, like that kind of stuff. Um, but if the brands come onto those platforms and try to be the polished brand, the TV, the, the TV, TV ads, ad, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so is it important to always create content for the platform that, that it's native to? Like we just yeah. sort of talked about there. And obviously that takes time and effort. Like where, how do people, how should people be structuring that? Like, because my thing is, like, we've always kind of been an Instagram and YouTube style brand. Mm. And, like, I understand TikTok and I spend a little bit of time on it. But in my mind, I'm like, fuck, I have to go out and, and create more content. Does it have to be that way? Or can you use, like, hero pieces and strip them all the way down? What's the best way to do it, in your opinion? Depends on what you've got time for. Um, but definitely in a perfect world, you want specific content for specific platforms. Mm. Things work differently on each platform. Um, don't let that hold you back. Like start by posting things across all the platforms just to get started. Um, if you are like someone that records longer pieces of content, say for YouTube, you can chop that up for each of the platforms. Um, but if you're running out of ideas, like I think the part isn't, if, if I gave you 30 videos to film and you just had to sit in a room and film 30 videos, you'd be like, sweet, that's so much easier. What I think holds people back is the ideas piece. It's mm. that they don't know what to film, what do people want to see. Um, and a really great tip, and I use this when I'm stuck, is I think of, so for Dice, we're an advertising agency. We've got six services that we offer our clients. And I search those services in Google. And then in Google, you can see what the frequently asked questions are oh, about that topic. Yeah. And then if you click the drop down, it'll give you more questions. And you can very easily come up with 30 top, like they, they are your topics for content. And then just lock yourself in a room, take a couple of shirts so you can look like you're recording them at different times <laughs> yeah. and just smash them out. Like, Does the skill change clothes or <laughs> what's going on? I realised that with my content because like I'd done two days of shooting down in Melbourne. I was like, oh, one day I'm shooting and I've just gone back to back. Yeah. But I'm looking like we're in the same <laughs> all, the, all the time. But that's actually a really good tip. Yeah, and it's just a great way to get some ideas and figure out what people want to know about that particular topic that you specialize in. Why do people come to digital agencies? Because my reason is because I want to save time. Like I don't want to be looking at – I know how to do Facebook advertising. Um, I've done it all myself for the first couple of years. What's the most common reasons people come to digital marketing agencies? Yeah, uh, there's a few reasons. So time is a big one. Not just time to actually do it. Like it's time you need to invest to sit down at the computer and optimize the campaigns, but it's time to stay educated in the field. And especially if you're running a business, you're already wearing 10 different hats. Mm -hmm. Another one – like trying to put on another one to learn – Facebook ads is tough. Like it's someone else's full-time job. They know a lot more. So there's the knowledge that comes from partnering with an agency. They're doing this day in and day out. So they're going to understand the platforms a lot more um, and be more up to date with what is and isn't working. So that knowledge piece is massive. And the good part of that, that knowledge piece is like we can look in the back end of data of other brands that we look after and make suggestions too, isn't it? Yeah. Because you guys have done that for us. I'm like, oh, shit. And you can actually show me data that is proven too. Yeah. So you work across a lot of different industries and we can use that to benchmark what success should look like or what would work well, definitely. Um, 
people want to partner with agencies as well because being a business owner can feel quite isolating. <laughs> Speaking my language. And I know you and Jay talk about that all the time, but um, it's hard. Sometimes you just want someone to bounce ideas off and tell you that this is the right direction. And I think it's really helped to evolve Dice's product at the moment too because we want to partner with people for their business, not just for their advertising and help them make decisions on their business. Mm. Um, And I think a lot of advertising agencies don't do that. It's just, okay, we're going to help you achieve this ROI and then your business is your business and it's completely separate. So people want to work with agencies because they have someone to partner with for more than just their advertising as well. And sometimes like when I think about like, because I wear so many hats, like say I go to a PT training session, I just like rocking up and being told what to do. Like as a business owner, like (laughs) just, and same with sometimes with marketing, like, and I, I don't know, I don't think this is always a great idea, but like when you work into a marketing agency, like I'm like, just tell me what to do and I, I can do yeah. it from there. But we, it shouldn't be the fact that like, we're just going to lean on you to make us money, isn't it? Yeah, definitely not. Like what we touched on in the beginning, if you're not working on your business, your advertising's going to be a waste of money. Like mm. there might be a unicorn brand and you know what, five years ago, yeah, it probably worked. 10 years ago, you could just throw an ad on Facebook and get a 12 times ROAS and happy days. But the market's really changed. And so you need to be have a great product to begin with and be working on your business and nurturing your business and your advertising and marketing will complement those things. Um, So yeah, I think that that's a big reason why people partner with agencies, but on the flip side of that, that can be a challenge of working with an agency where you're paying someone and they don't understand your business and they don't really know what your margins are. They don't know your numbers. They're kind of just trying to achieve some vanity metric that they think is success. So I mean, it kind of goes into the a good next point is understanding your numbers. Mm. Like if you don't understand what your profit margins are, what profitability looks like for you and that's not being improved, um, you're not working towards customer lifetime value, um, then you're not building a business. You're just getting purchases online. Yeah, and like that numbers part's really important. So like that's something I've always sort of kind of skimmed over and obviously we've got a great accountant and Danny who sort mm-hmm. of helps me out. But also, also even yesterday I was looking at my lifetime value of a customer over the course of the last five years and I'm like, why are we creating bundles for us to get over like like 20 or $30 over the course of that period? Once you times that by your orders, those numbers start to look pretty scary, don't they? Yeah. So under, what are the key numbers that businesses should be focusing on? Like a lifetime value of a customer is very important. What's some other ones? Yeah, lifetime value is huge. Um, and just to explain what that is, if anyone doesn't know, is, is essentially the revenue that you generate from a customer over the lifetime of them, them with your brand. Um, so that is a big one. Your Profit margins is yep. huge and I'm not an accountant, but we, we do some metrics in the back end for our customers and help where we can. But understanding what's the cost for you to develop that product and then what other costs go into that distribution, staff. Um, and then that helps us from an advertising point of view because it gives us a North Star of, okay, how much can we actually spend to acquire a new customer? Mm. So that's why it helps us. Um, and we'll break this down even simpler. So say like like YKTR's lifetime value of a customer is $600. So if we go to Nat or Dice Digital and go, all right, um, here's our lifetime value of a customer and she's getting me a new customer for $50. Like there's like that 550 that you can make over the course of that period. So that's why it's really important to understand those numbers. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, new customer rate versus existing customer rate, I think is a good one for people to understand because if you're not getting people coming back, then that's 
an issue with sort of brand affinity, customer loyalty. Mm. You want to have a good split of new customers versus returning customers. Um, and I think going like we talk about recession a little bit and then we're coming into there, I think nurturing that existing oh, yeah. customer base is so important, yeah. especially over this next year and a half. And that's where like we talk about like other things that you can do aside from advertising, nurturing that community is huge and you can do that through your organic socials, through email. Um, you know, every channel has a part to play in that customer journey. So you're not having to spend money every time you want to engage them. Do you know what people sleep on? And this is probably fresh of mine because all the Gary V stuff that happened to me, just replying to people in DMs yeah. and comments. Huge. 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 We, um, so we do organic social management at Dice and people forget that it's a social platform. It's meant to be engaging. Like, so part of what we do for the clients that we manage is actually comment on other pages and definitely do that as a business. So pick 10 businesses that do something similar to you. And when they put out thought pieces or pieces of content that you like, really engaging with that content because you're getting in front of an audience that is sim- yeah, mm. and similar to the people that you're trying to target as well. Um, you're building a community and you're adding value back to that community. But even replying to your own comments, if someone's taking the time to comment on your photo, liking it or commenting back means a lot. Like it takes a lot to comment on someone's photo if you don't know them. Yeah, and a I'm, lot. I was thinking about this. I used to say this back in the day, like not replying to people on their comments is like you walking down the street and someone saying hello and you just keep walking yeah, past. Yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> that's what I used to say. It's a very good comparison. Yeah, so um, so one of the questions I'm going to ask you is when do you know it's time? And I know there's a thousand agencies out there and you get cold emails from everyone. I still get them. Um, when is a brand, do you know, it's time to – go to an agency and time to spend money on on paid socials because a lot of the time it takes agencies time to figure out what works for your brand we need mm. to test a few different things it's like going to a new new hairdresser like it takes a couple times yeah. or a couple months for them to figure it out when's the right time to come to an agency how long's a piece of string yeah i know right like it's different for every brand i think when you feel like you're not growing like you feel like you're doing all the right things and you're just stuck at that little thing of like, I just can't get over that hill. It's a little great plateau, time to, yeah. yeah, great time to partner with an agency. Um, even with startups, like launching a brand is, you, if you have the money behind you to partner with an agency, because they're going to have great ideas that they know work in order to launch the brand. But if you don't have the money yet, when you've got the plateau, um, when you find that you don't have the time to actually do it yourself. When you start a business, if you don't have the money, yes, you have to wear a lot of hats and that's part of being a business owner. We all have to do it. Um, but when you find that by sac- by doing it, you're sacrificing the success, that's a good time to engage an agency. And when you're running out of ideas. Mm. All good points. The ideas ones. Really- <laughs> yeah. time, for me, time and ideas is, is probably the main ones. And yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I think that's it. Yeah, we'll get that on a bit more frequently, probably like every two, three weeks, and we'll talk about different things happening around the world. Um, we really love marketing. We really love socials. So we'll, we'll sort of piece together different ideas from around the world and, and give our opinions on them. So thank you for your time, and thanks for jumping on. Thanks, Matt.